Joining us now for five insightful minutes is OmniTalk friend and CEO and founder of Tomorrow, Jordan Burke. Jordan, it's almost Singles Day in China. A few years ago, this was all the rage. Seems like it's died off a little bit recently. Is this something that U.S. retailers still need to pay attention to? Chris, actually now more than ever, we believe, because what happens in China on Singles Day is going to appear on the front ends of Timu, Xi'an, and the other cross-border players that are disrupting the Western markets like the U.S. So if you think about learning about what's happening on cross-border, pay attention to how Pinduoduo that owns Timu, JD, the biggest mm. cross-border seller on Walmart, TikTok, how they're generating demand in China is what they're going to be applying in their U.S. businesses and Western businesses in the next six to 12 months. Well, and Jordan, I think that's an important thing for the U.S. retailers to be listening to. Can you explain just how much share some of those cross-border players like Timu and Xi'an have with today's U.S. consumer? Yeah, so Timu's the fastest growing e-commerce business in the U.S. history, Anne. Mm. It's now the fifth wow. most visited e-com app in the country, surpassed Target in eight months. Over the last <laughs> 12 months, oh my God. more Americans have downloaded Timu than the Amazon app, Walmart, yeah. Target, Starbucks, McDonald's, Nike, Apple, Home Depot combined. 60 million Americans browse and shop on Timu every month. And what we're seeing from a cohort perspective that's interesting, Anne, is it's typically lower income, middle-aged females that are the first adopters. Wow, After that surprises reach, me. Yeah, they, they, they win with that consumer first and then they move up market as they mature in a country like the US. That is unbelievable. Uh, all right, Jordan. Well, Timu and Sheehan aren't aren't the first cross-border players by any stretch of the imagination. We've had Wish before, AliExpress, and even others before that, most likely. What makes them, Timu and Sheehan, so much more compelling? Yeah, Chris, you and Ann know more has changed in the last eight years of retail than probably the last 80. And so this generation of cross-border players in our research appears to be much more durable. They've got staying power for three reasons. The first is that they source direct from factories. Mm. All of the previous cross-border platforms work with distributors and trading companies. Timu, Sheehan go direct from factory. That's a 15 to 50% cost of goods advantage that they bring. Right. Second, they bring what we call ninja level promo capabilities. They are the world's best, Chris, at generating demand by looking at every pixel of the app and making sure it's exciting using crazy fun promo mechanisms and constantly optimizing in day rather than in week or two weeks, like often retailers. The biggest thing we think on the, on the third point is that they are subsidized by profitable parents. Right. People that owns Timu, Sheehan are not now profitable. So they can subsidize scale in markets like the U.S., in a way that's really disruptive and allows them to get to that maturity pretty quickly. There's one more I want to throw out there, which I think people discount, yeah. which is if you look at the Pinduoduo playbook from China. It also started with lower income, less educated users, but the moment it reached scale, it brought brands like Chanel, Nike, and Apple onto the platform and ultimately moved up market to attack JD and Tmall. We see that same trend playing out in wow. the West once they get mature. Jordan, are there retailers in the U.S. who have been successful in defending against Timu and Shein? And if so, where, where should U.S. retailers listening be looking for inspiration or to try to get a hold on 
what to expect from, from these retailers, these cross-border retailers. And globally and in the U.S., we're still in the early stages of the response. Okay. So Amazon is betting on its same-day experience as being its strategic moat versus Timo, right? You guys have talked at length about it. Yeah. They're also working, we understand from inside sources, are they're working on a lower price point version of Amazon where for certain users, they'll be surfacing those sort of discount treasure hunt items that Team was famous for. Hmm. Omnichannel retailers, on the other hand, are trying to combine three capabilities to fight back. The first is loyalty and creating a more sticky experience with the brand. The second is physical stores in the vicinity of customers, creating convenience and different experiential elements that can give customers something that the cross-border players can't. And then third is getting ninja. You're seeing across the retail world, retailers adopting this demand generation skill set that is, like I said, much more about in the moment, TikTok generation promo, really looking at how do I create stimulation throughout the day to be able to engage like they are. Yeah, that's kind of scary, Jordan. I mean, retailers were slow on front-end development for the past 20 years, the traditional legacy bricks-and-mortar retailers. And then when I think about the product categories, too, in terms of you know, what do you need quickly versus what do you not, and the fact that you're direct from factory and you get the cost breaks on that, it's a pretty scary proposition in a lot of ways. So let, so let's get you out of here on this. What what should our audience, which is, you know, a ton of re retail executives, you know, particularly here in the United States, but also abroad, what should they be on the lookout for as we head into the next couple of years around this dynamic? Yeah, Chris, I think the number one question we get from omnichannel retailers is help me understand at a molecular level, Timu, Sheehan, and the cross-border insurgency. So I think what you're going to see is retailers really putting the time in to understand why these players are different, why their customer is responding and how their proposition can stack up relative. We're estimating that these players could reach up to 50 billion in US dollar sales in the US market within three years. Wow. So that's Whoa. a giant sucking sound that retailers are realizing. Huh. They've got to figure out how to counter, counter attack. And so I think you're going to find a lot of retailers figuring out, okay, I see how I can compete on value. I see how I can compete on experience. I see how I can create excitement with my user because we see that as a trend that's not turning around. We think users are gonna want that daily dopamine hit that Timu is so effective at creating. And so I think you're gonna see a shift towards adopting some of these practices, but fitting it into your value prop in a thoughtful way, not being Timu, being you, but just winning, winning in a way that you can uniquely win. Thanks, wow. Jordan. Great stuff, Jordan. Great stuff.